This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Are you set this afternoon? Ah, you know the scripture says, "No weapon formed against you shall prosper." And every every word that rises against you in judgment, no weapon that is formed. I like the tradition that I say, "No weapon that is fashioned." And somebody said also, no fashion that is weapon. A brother said it to a lady who was wearing something to seduce her. He said, uh, no weapon fashion against me shall prosper. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, no fashion weapon. <laughs> Hallelujah. No weapon that is formed. But the last part says, or the second part, every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment. For many years, I've had Christians quoting that shall be condemned. The Bible did not say it shall be condemned. The Bible said, thou shall condemn it. That means you are to speak. Want to begin to talk about words and the realm of the spirits. How important are words? I believe by the time this message is over, Either you don't talk or you only say what is consistent with the word of God. The first thing I want to say to the old commission listening to me today, life is like a board. Your word is like a painting brush. What your life shows is what you paint. God has given you the authority to be the one to paint. It's like when you study the word of God, and you put what you see there in your mouth. It's like you are looking at an, a picture, an object. And you are trying to replicate it on a board. So, before we sit down, let's hear from the master. This is not psychology. This is not motivation. This is the Bible. Jesus said the words that are speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. John 6, 33. 6, 6, 3. And then one of those words... In John 63, words I speak, they are spirit and life. One of those spirit and life words is found in Matthew 12, 37. This alone should make any Christian to pay serious attention to what comes out of your mouth. The day I read this, I think I just left secondary school. By thy words. Everybody read together. Do you believe the Bible? Yes, sir. It is true. Yes, sir. Oh. You see, the way God takes words is different from the way mortal men or many people take words. God bless you. Can I have your seats? Your name is exalted in heaven. Yeah. Hallelujah. If somebody, I'm going to be brief because time is already. First service, I introduced Satan. <laughs> oh, 
the name Satan. Who Satan is. That we might know what, because we are talking about overcoming the strategies of Satan. So we started by, then second side, we began to talk about worship. Also understanding worship. But now we're talking about words and spirit realm. Ah. By your words you shall be justified. That alone. So, words attracts, controls, and operates. Words control, words attract, words function. In the spirit realm, depending on what you are saying. In Daniel chapter 10 verse 12, when the angel appeared to Daniel, he did not hesitate to say to Daniel, he said from the first time, fear not Daniel, for from the first day thou didst say thy heart to understand, to chasten yourself before God, thy words were heard. This is the shocking thing. God is not just hearing your prayer. He's hearing what you are saying before praying and after praying. Now, the angel didn't talk about Daniel fasted for 21 days. He was not talking about the prayer. He said your words. And he said that thy words were heard. And I am come for thy words. I am come for thy words. I am here because you said some things. There are things that you say or begin to say. Angels are hovering around your family and your home. There are things that you begin to say. You open door gallantly for demons. People don't know. There is nothing like I do what? Everything that comes out of your mouth from the moment you wake up. They add. They either paint. They are helping the picture you are painting about your future. Or they are destroying or painting a destructive picture. Blessings coming can be cancelled by words. Blessings coming can be extinguished by words. Evil coming can be repelled by words. Evil coming can be absorbed by words. I, you know, you know why? The Bible says, in the beginning was what? To God, what is not, there's nothing like ordinary word. That's why Solomon said, don't say for an angel it was an error. They won't pardon you. This is why Paul said, be slow, be slow to speak, be swift to hear. There is no punishment for you if you keep quiet. You don't have to talk about everything. Certain things I have not been able to explain. This lady that this happened between me and her, she's, her mom is a praying woman. A bona fide child of God. Praying, one of these women praying. Of, but I don't know why. To get prayer was a problem. And when she had it, she miscarried. As she stood before me and I was about to pray, I just found this coming out of my mouth. You are going to get prayed after I pray now. Do not tell your mom. And I told her, I know your mom. She's a Christian. She's not a witch. She's a spirit-filled Christian. I said, that's why even this Russian is strange to me myself. And you know what she told me? She said, sir, I don't know. My elder sister also never took in, never got pregnant. And when she got one, she had miscarried three times until she said she was praying. And God told her not to tell the mom. When she, that was the one that put the first child, second child. Listen, they do also now. She had like three now. The same thing. I you know when the mom came on the day of when she, it was when they gave her the call. When she came, for some reason she didn't get angry. And I know as she said, Christian, there's nothing about it. Maybe she will go and talk to somebody. 
Maybe there is somebody that she's praying with who is actually an enemy in disguise that she'll begin. This one you have to see. I that's why number one, God Himself doesn't talk anyhow. You know what? He said things in the Bible and he gave you Bible from generation to generation. Make it not, make you not, just read that. What I say in Lord is there. <laughs> because I don't want to talk again. I don't wonder why you have the Bible. He spoke and he gave it to you. He said, from time to time, I will quicken whatever I'm saying directly to you from the same Bible. But many times, God will not speak from heaven to you. He does that once in a bloom for very few people. Because God protects his words. He said, so shall it be Isaiah 55. The word that has come out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. The moment Lucifer said that I will ascend before the throne of God, God responded back. Because there is power in words. And when the word is not challenged, it might affect you. You know what I'm led to do? It's, it's the beginning, but maybe towards there we do that. I'm going to ask you, everybody, to, I will lead you in a short prayer where you are going to say that, Lord, every word I've spoken, capable of affecting my life negatively, or anybody, because sincerely speaking, if you know how many people you are killed with your words, when Satan wants to give an impression of Bradipo, all he needs to do is to use somebody to say something negative about him, and all of us around him will believe something negative, then the flow of favor is short-circuited. And this is happening. I've told people, I've never ceased to wonder. I sat with a board somewhere, and they were constantly employing somebody, and I just wonder why certain people rose against the person. None of us knew the person, and we don't think he should be the one. And this is going on about contract, going on behind the scene about your life every now and then. When they want to make an appointment, the same thing. Somebody just ran to me after second service and just told me that this new government just gave me an appointment. They, they talk, 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 and they take a decision for or against. But whatever decision is going to come out in form of a word. Let's take him. Let's not take him. Are you with me? So let's read John 1 to begin to understand the meaning of what we are talking about today. So in the beginning was both, I'm interested in, the word was with God and was without it, was, the Bible said, what was God? It, it, that, that was one, in the beginning, all things were made by him. But the final, that second part says, and without him was nothing made. Men and brethren, the cause of the costless shall not come. Look at me, everybody. All the devil will do in your life, all, is according to the material you give him. The evil he will sow and fabricate, he needs a material. That material is your word. When Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh, John said, and he find nothing in me. He, find, he has found nothing in me. Jesus never spoke wrong. He never misused word once. One of the reasons why I said that we are going to pray that prayer, this is a very important service, and we take it to another level next week, is the fact that when you start praying for mercy, one of the things, or you are praying for breakthrough of breakthrough that can actually stand against you, is how you are wounded other people with your word. Yes. A guy might be in love with a lady and about to ask her to marry her. You can make a comment that can make the guy say that, ah, no, and then go for somebody else. 
That lady can stay for the next three years praying for marriage and there's no married person. And you know one thing? You two will now start praying for a blessing. Somebody will just say something that will take it away. Except to say, Lord. Because in the spirit, you have said things and they can be affecting people. Nobody can claim to in this area. We say things. This is why when you grow spiritually, you start paying attention to your word. The more you grow spiritually, the more careful you are with words. Because you will know that this is authority in the spirit. And you don't want to leak. Every blessing in the service, you can let it leak by what you say. Just leak, go out like that. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Oh. James chapter 3. This is where I want to start from. Even though I'm just about 10 minutes more. James chapter 3. Is somebody following me? Glory to God. That is why at times you want to talk, just keep quiet. And then you are just quiet. The more you spend time in the place of prayer, the more you, you should be careful of coming out to waste in prayer. You can waste what is downloaded in seven days of fasting. Waste it in one minute of a careless conversation. So Jesus gave that warning. By your word, you shall be justified. In other words, your justification does not depend on me. It's amazing the way Almighty God... Many things... It, this is different from the way people view God. But let God defend himself. So imagine God saying to mortal men, it's not up to me, it's up to you. You are saying something that is tripping you off. This thing you are asking for, I am not the one holding it back, but your words cannot support it. You finish praying, we release, you cancel it. You pray against evil, we stop it, but you welcome it again. By what you say, Mm. the original word is a person people like Paul began to have an understanding in his sunesis his way of thinking he said something very deep that's what you find in Hebrew chapter 4 he began to say verse 12 the word of God is living, acting sharper than any two-edged sword personal sometimes to the vision of soul and spirit joints and marrow then he said he is a discerner of thoughts and intents of heart he said there's no creation that is hidden in his sight. All things are open. But he used a personal store for the world. He didn't say no creation hidden in the eats. He said his, his, H-I-S. In other words, I'm bringing it down to let you know something. I told Paul, since the living word is a person, every word you speak also has personality. Because this will guide the way you know this. That the one that is called the word himself is a person and Jesus Christ. And that every other word is a subset of the word because we came from him. So there's nothing. So when God saw Satan talking, I will ascend above the throne of the Most High. God didn't say, ah, no, no, no. You begin to understand how God values. That is the reason why God makes sure, Numbers 23 and 24, that the cause that Balaam wanted to utter, God turned into blessing. You know the story of Balaam? I wanted to call the children of Israel. Have you ever wondered why didn't God say, So Balak hired Balaam? And he said, Come and curse the people. You will suppose that the Almighty God will just say, Ah, uh -uh. 
they are my blessed people. Say whatever you want to say, it will not come to pass. God understood the Father, number one, words are power. Number two, Balaam was anointed. So God said that, no, there's nothing like, say whatever you like, I'm the Almighty, I'll make sure it does not come to pass. No, don't let him say it. Turn it to blessing. That means, when you, when words are working against you, and they are left unchallenged, they will redirect your life another way. May God let, not let that happen to you. Amen. When you begin to, we'll get to the part of man's word, God's word. But God's word must come into man. When you speak the word of God regularly, what will happen is this. Any weapon are making a voice against you, the sword of spirit will clear it. But that means we must be, but let's look at James 3. And let's just end with James 3 this morning. Is somebody with me? Hallelujah. We will get to a part where you must begin to honor anything you say. Everybody listening to me, it will shock you the progress we we'll make both physically and spiritually if you say I'm there by six and you are there by six. Somehow, it looks to me as if special angels work with people who keep their words. Watch their life. The day they want to be stranded, somehow all doors will be open anyhow. I am made it through traffic in a way that you can never explain because I don't go late for meetings. When you tell somebody that I will give you this tomorrow, that's why the discipline will start coming that you will start minimizing your word. Nobody's going to arrest you. You, don't say, you, you need to be careful about what you say. They said they studied in America and they noted that all the first class, as in people, the top one percent, they said they are ruling the world. They said everyone, including they are, they are men of their words. When they say, I will be your house by two, they are there. They have found something. Even some knock said they understand that what is coming out of me is not ordinary. Some Christians don't know, I will be there by two. They, two two o'clock, he's still on his bed. No, some people, I will be there by two means that I will be there between two and four. I don't understand where a program is 2 o'clock. By 1.45, somebody is still in this house. And you don't, have, you don't have private jets that can fly within town. I don't understand. You are there. And you're even telling people in the house, ah, we have a function. <laughs> and you've not had your bad back. And this was, when I was, you are so in love with roommates and people. You are there. It's because you, you don't understand the meaning of the fact that you told the person. Ah. See, the Lord started showing me this. I was in a relationship one time. The lady showed me pepper when I was in school. But I made my mind not to break up because I asked her out. So one day, the thing pushed her too much. She broke up with me. Oh! Who is that Lord? <laughs> you know, I can be very naughty at times. The day she broke, we met where for three years on campus, we used to fast and pray every Monday. I would pray for three hours. That was the part that paid me that this, we had prayed about children, future investment, everything. So when she broke up, I was free. Now, we met under a tree where we used, the same place we used to pray. It's an open place in UI. People used to come and pray. And people used to see us also. Or individual be pray. We'll just come in here and I will pray every Monday. So, I think P. Josh, somebody, not the person I'm talking about. So I hope she's not watching me in the country where she is now, because she's still a friend. <laughs> so we sat down. So 
We left. So she now told me that I'm, I'm done. And I remember I asked her that, look, are you sure? You are the one talking. So that they will not say, you will say tomorrow that I broke your heart. I don't want that to be my record. I don't want anybody to do that to my daughter. He said, Ashebi, I'm the one that spoke first. I said, okay, fine. So when we finished, we, we prayed together that, okay, it's over. She hugged me. We, and we started working together. So now, <laughs> I was going to start where we just finished final year project that we're going to serve. So we are left school. We are submitting our project. Then we came back. Come and collect our call up letter. So now I was the president of fellowship when I was in school. So the fellowship did not know I was around. So the ladies in fellowship were having a program that day. So when we finished our contract, ending our contract, okay, no more relationship. So just that we are going to say at the Queen saw that some ladies, uh, people in the fellowship, are having a program there. Now let me just peep in, greet them. She don't say, that's where I'm going to. So we started walking. So we crossed the road from alumni together to Queensland. As we entered, one of the protocol on, uh, uh, you know, they didn't know I was there. One of the ladies doing protocol outside. She just saw me. Said, Pashola, she just came to hug me. Her face just changed. I was just like, sorry, contract has ended. <laughs> because when we're dating, she will always do face summer, any lady talking with me. She just didn't like it. A few times she apologized that she didn't know why this apples were every other. I said, before I met you, and all my relationship with today being pure, I've never asked any woman out, I've never had anything to do with anyone before meeting you. And now we've been dating, that was like that time, it was two years. I said, we dated for two years plus. I have never touched you in a funny way. We pray with Jesus together, we go eat together. I have not said so. I don't know where your insecurity is coming from. That this lady is in our fridge, she was in another fridge that you are talking about. They were there before I met you. I didn't ask them out. So you think now that I met you, I will say, then she will apologize, but she will go back again. So that day, normally I don't like people to overhug me, but that day I hugged that girl well. <laughs> so when the girl left, I looked at her. That, free me. <laughs> then some months after. You know, she tried to because I heard I'm not coming back. <laughs> are you are you with me? My brother did everything possible to reconcile us, but I told my brother, like, no way. Like, you don't know me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I came from the when I was having Kadra, she's had in one particular northern state also. So I went to my brother's house in Abuja. She had planned to come because she was very close to my brother. My brother didn't tell that she was coming because he knew that I would find a way to disappear. So she came. When she, I was wondering, I opened the door. She smashed. She wanted to hug me. I just stretched my hand. How are you? <laughs> so we sat down. My brother and his wife told us, that, hey, you see? Uh, so they gave her a room. The room I was staying before, so I had to sleep at the sitting room. I said, no problem. So they said, ah, let's go and buy suya. And I knew that going to buy suya on the way, they would start trying to reconcile us. I said, no, I want to pray. So the two of them and I went up. My brother said, ah, we are going to switch up the jail. I said, don't worry, it's better in the dark to pray. So I will stay alone. So they went. They came back. As soon as they came back, I just, and my brother put the just and I said, you know what? Oh, I didn't tell you. I'm actually leaving Abuja for a bit with her tomorrow morning. Yes. So my brother went like, at that time, he, he, he surrendered. Now, you know, she was in a room. And I was at the city room. I was actually watching a movie, but she came to the room. I just did as if I was praying. She sat down at the dining table till two. Ah, I pray a, a prayer for that that was forced to. Because I, I knew that anything they concern, and I did not want any conversation. 
So I left the house 5 30 in the morning. <laughs> it was inside the bus going to Lagos that I was sleeping. <laughs> My brother called me, he said, You are that. <laughs> but we are good friends now. She's married now. She's happy. And now in the city where she is, we talk. She calls me. Oh, no, no, that's it. Amen. Are you with me? But what I wanted to bring out of that, <laughs> that's a long story. I just decided because I'm not saying if you have, you have asked somebody out and the person is killing you, you say you want to stay there. Wisdom is profitable to direct. But I'm just saying that how important are your words to you? If your words don't move you, they will never move voice of darkness. Write that down. And I'll tell you the second one. Write it down. If your words don't move you, they won't move voice of darkness. Because it will start with unbelief in your heart because you don't really believe your word. And the second part, I you with that one. You can never trust God as you should if you don't trust your words. You can never. You will never trust God as you should trust him if you don't trust your word. That means as long as you continue to break your words, you will always doubt the scripture. You will. Yes. Generally, they have said that little whites, Europeans right now, Christians in Europe, they don't fast as, as much as Africans do. But they have found out that European Christians, they easily believe the word of God more than Africa. And the guy that did said, I know what he found. He discovered that men of them were raised by father who never broke their words. Unlike us here. Your father said he will buy something for you. Both you that is promising and your dad promising, you both know that it's just a promise. Nothing will come out of it. That will buy you this. When we do that to kids, you are beginning to damage them. They will not trust any heavenly father if the earthly father has misrepresented him. This is a very serious thing. Parents listening to me, don't promise if you are not going to keep it. And if the situation is truly bigger than you, apologize and explain to them. When you sweep it under carpet, you are going to be raising kids. When you tell them about God doing something for them, they will not believe. And I have found that these white kids, as they grow up, God shows up for them also. Many Christians have thought that it's like God is partial, that Europe, they pray small prayer, they some people have mirrored through Christianity before them. Sincerely speaking, if you are raised by a father, that when he says one, one, when he says I'm going to visit, he comes to visit you. When he says I'll buy this, he buys you that. When he introduces you to God, it becomes very easy for you to trust God. That he's even bigger than your father, he will not break his word. But when you are raised by somebody, anything he says is the opposite he will do. Somehow you will not know when you will read something in the Bible and you begin to doubt it. Words. We are going to look at the spiritual side, but let's just stay with the introduction today. So I was going to read James 3. Let's close with James 3. James chapter 3. Let me stand up here so that I won't spend more time. It has a way of reminding me that time is up. My time is showing two minutes more. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive greater condemnation. If you're always having an opinion about every matter, your judgment is waiting for you in heaven. <laughs> but it will start even here or not. 
Learn to say, I don't know. What do you think about this guy? Nothing. Don't start fabricating toy. This guy, ah, I know him. See his head. He's as stubborn as he goes. And you start talking. What as you don't really know the guy very well. Are you with me? Next verse. For in many things we offend all. Ah, uh, so it's possible to be a perfect man. If any man offend not in word, the Bible didn't even say in character. The same is a perfect man, able to bridle his whole body. Next verse. We put bait in horses' mouth that they obey us. Once you have that thing in the mouth of a horse, turn it, the horse will obey you. The horse is many times bigger than you, but it obeys once you put that thing, the belt in his mouth. The whole body is controlled that way. Those who ride those one, one turn, they just put the belt in literally, it follows that direction. Next verse. He said, also ships. This is where we are going to start from next week. But let's just read it. Though they be so great and are driven by fierce winds. Ah, the first time one man of God explained this, when I many years ago, it touched me deeply as a young person that, wow, that fears will represent what people cry all around. The money for are afflicting my family. They are oppressing me. The Bible is telling you something. The Bible recognizes those forces truly. Say there are forces. He said a ship. When you stand on the sea, you will say storm and forces. He said but they are torn about by a small air. Whithersoever the governor listen. Next verse. Even so is the tongue. Let's stop here today. Imagine the Bible saying that it is the wind is real. Zoom. The wind on water is different from the one on land. They can be very serious. The Bible says it is real, but it is not what determines the direction eventually. The force of life are real. Economy is real. 500 fuel. It's real. Jackpot is real. I get what I'm saying. It is real. Scammers are real. Frustration in banks and all those things, they are real. Price of things going up, very real. Unreasonable landlord, very real. That's what I'm saying. I get what I'm saying. Very real. So people that they increase their house rent every six months. You know, a brother here told me something which I read. Blessed are the landlords who stay away from their tenants. You know, so they stay there. They are monitoring like monitoring spirits. When you bang the door, ah! <laughs> Do you want to destroy my door? <laughs> when your mom calls, ah! Landlord sees his money. Oh, mama is around. Don't forget my rent, too. <laughs> You buy the second calendar course around. Ah, congratulations. Don't you know? Uh, if I was planning to tell you before, the house rent is now three million. <laughs> it's looking at everything you are doing. You know, those landlords, they stand at the balcony. <laughs> the Yoruba ones are when they tie their power. They are they are money, they are they are monitoring spirits, everything, looking at it. They know it's coming to visit you. One of them told my friend, he said, come, come, come. He said, you are a good man. He said, that your friend, the one with Afro. 
He said, he said, I can tell you by the spirit. Not be good man. <laughs> because they were looking at London. Sorry, it's not your business. You don't even know my friend. That's, that's a monetary spirit. He's watching everything. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All the things that you can talk about, they are real. But the Bible says they are not de facto. Eventually, where the ship will go is where the steering. Now, this is the part. There are times the wind is so boisterous, it's so strong that it's trying to control. So I learned that sometimes when the naval of when they direct the steering this way, the wind will be trying to push this way. So they hold it down. It's just a matter of time. The ship will be going the way. And I learned also that when the ship has been going in the wrong direction and you want to redirect, I don't know the type of, I think the guy that wrote that one spoke from maybe Asian ship. Maybe the ones now is commentarized or whatever. I don't know. But he said that when they are going this way and you now try to correct it to turn it this way, even after turning it and you hold it down, for a while the ship will still be going this way. But after a while it will turn. This is the part where the Bible talks about holding on to your confession. At times when you begin to talk, it looks like nothing is happening in your life. This is when people give up and continue the negative statement. When they hear a message of confession, they confess for one week. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Oh, again. Things are hard. <laughs> and let's be honest, let's be real. <laughs> Once they say let's be real, the problem becomes real in their life. Poverty comes and says, I am real. Here am I. Rise. God bless you. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When I used to fall sick seriously, I never stopped declarations of health and I never accepted that I was sick. When I was broke, I never stopped declarations of prosperity. I stood on it. After a while, the picture became clear on the wall. So serious was the matter that when she couldn't cause, if I wrote the name of the two children on the wall in the bedroom, the word of God can never be broken. It is not the wind. It is not the forces around. It is not the family. It is not the nation. Men and brethren, it is the mouth. The tongue. The tongue. But I tell you the truth. This guy is difficult to tame. The tongue. If at the moment you start speaking at right, Satan will start throwing things at you to get you to say the wrong stuff. All things work it for my good. It's intentional. Never. It doesn't happen accidentally. It's intentional. Thank you, Lord Jesus. See, when you pray very well, many times God will give you a word and he expects you to hold on to it against all lords. That this is what the Lord has said. All things working for my good. The Lord gave you a mouth for a reason. It's not for coke. And panda yam and rice. There are about several functions with our mouth. The least is to eat. 
Another function is to breathe in case you are not breathing through your nose momentarily. And be a moment I close your nose and but the highest function is this is where your life is. We will start with this scripture and we'll look at with the heart man believes unto righteousness, confession is made unto salvation. Anything God is working out inside there, you have to speak it out. What killed Goliath? What David said. Today, I will take off your head. David followed the pattern of Jesus. Even though Jesus, David came before Jesus. Jesus never did anything without first of all announcing it. Destroy this temple, I will build it in three days. When he died, those were the ones that brought him back to life. The master used a technology not very common. He said the words are spirit, they are spirit and they are like Words don't die. So before they kill him physically, he first of all lay words. When he died physically, those words refused to die, so they brought him back to life. That was how Jesus was. He said, as they lifted up Jonah, so shall I be lifted. And we, he kept making promises around day three. He didn't say, I'm the son of God. No, he kept saying it. That this one will wake up. And it happened. How many words have you sent to your future? The package is waiting for you, but some people's package is very sham, very, very scanty. Whereas some other people have spoken volumes and they are still speaking. As you do, one day you are going to walk into what you have been saying. It's ahead of you and you are moving every day, you are growing every day. So one day you grow into it. You just begin to address what you have been saying. Wherever you are, here and those who are watching me, in 30 seconds, can you say some words? It is more powerful when you speak God's word. That's what we are saying. If you don't know what to say again, say the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You don't whisper declarations. Say it loud. All things work together for my good. I lend to nations I don't borrow. I live in perfect health. He healed me years ago. Greater is he that is in me. That is why there is no force in this world that can bring me down. I am of God. I have overcome. Not that I'm going to overcome the world. Speak with authority. I am of God. I have overcome the world. Greater is it that is in me. I'm born of God. I have overcome the world. In the name of Jesus. My life is full of signs and wonders. Miracles and gifts of the Spirit. I run. I'm not weary. I walk. I'm not faint. I don't faint. I and the children that God has given me are for signs and wonders. As for me and my household, we are serving the Lord. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Peace on every side. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In famine, I am laughing. I have rivers in the desert. When men are saying there's a casting down, I am saying there's a lifting up. I am lifted on every side. The light of God is shining through me. I arise and shine. My light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon me. Although darkness covered the earth, but over me, over this church, 
over every family here. Light is shining. Gentiles come to my light. Kings, presidents, governors come to the brightness of my rising. For brass, I have gold. For wood, I have iron. For I am blessed. I'm blessing the morning. I'm like a tree planted by the riverside. I bring forth my fruit in season. My leaves shall not wither. No aspect of my life is submitted to wither. I'm planted in Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, we bless your name. We give you praise. The month of June for me is better than all the previous months. In this month, no cause for sorrow. Joy. Joy, speed, increase, grace. Oh Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. In Jesus' name. Those of us that are here and those who are watching me, let's do that prayer in a minute. This is where we all need mercy. Lord, lift up your right hand. Say, Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus that signifies your mercy. Today, I stand in the presence of your people and in your presence. I speak in the name of Jesus. Every word that has proceeded out of my mouth that can affect me negatively, every statement, every sentence, every word, that I've released, that is hanging up there, waiting to arm me. All that I've spoken against someone else, that, that is affecting them, or can affect them negatively. Anyone I've spoken against myself, that is affecting me, or can affect me negatively. By the blood of Jesus, we nullify such words now. Say it again by yourself. Just use the blood so that I'm not, a, I'm not guilty of anybody's soul or sin against anybody's soul. By the blood of Jesus, I clear the air above me in the spirit realm. What spoken against myself, what spoken against others, affecting me or able to affect me, affecting them or can affect them. Oh, we bring in the ministry of the blood, the blood of Jesus, to neutralize it, to cancel it, to wipe up every writing and every statement against us. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion, 
it is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.